uh, keep doing the open eyes and the sitting, and it seems very um, continuous throughout the day, and that's great. Um, and when walking, I've seen a lot of greed and keep seeing it. Notice that there's always like kind of preference, like uh, yeah. identification. Um, and that just noticing is great. Um, when I don't realize it, there are different thoughts. Oh, maybe I should take this path and go the other way. And maybe I should go around this way and let me keep going. Whether when I notice that, mm. I was like, okay, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Either way, it's fine. Um, but it just seems like a defilement party. Like every... <laughs> Every moment, there's something that to be... Making a choice is not always a defilement. Right, but um, I see... I see like a little thing coming at, oh, I don't like this. Oh, I like this. There's like always little thing here and there. Um, This seems funny because there are so many. (laughs) Um. That's good. ก็มีสิพูดไปหมดเลยดิเสร็จแล้วเลยโกโหลั่นชาวตัวนี้ไปด้วยตัวไอ้ลอบอะไรเนี่ยไอ้ตัวนี้เลยโกลั่นนี่
Like sometimes we might um, be anxious in the way we are being mindful. Like we're afraid to lose mindfulness and we try very hard. So that that's anxiety trying to be mindful rather than, you know, just effort. There's anxiety also making the effort, you know, so like working with the effort. So, so that's what he's concerned about, like... What's working with our mindfulness? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Just angry attitude tends to see afterwards angry thoughts. They're like greedy lens seem to see greedy thoughts. It's just yeah. It, it's it's yeah, it seemed connected. So I was just getting a bit confused. I guess. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. ตัวมีนาโยโยเซกอุปมาเอ่อลอบาเซกะไจตามีเนี่ยดอดาเซกะไม่ไจตามีตัดเตะดามะอะราอะไรเกี่ยวกันชี้เลยเซกเตะอ
more also to to be present with the sounds and sight but um, yeah it wasn't really obvious that am I looking or am I just being aware of of the sight sensation but I think I'm getting there but it's I'm not sure if, if it's supposed to be like obvious but <laughs> but yeah I'm working with that okay. and also I'm not sure if I'm like being present with the only the sounds or also the sensations in my like physical sensations in the ears mm. and so yeah mm. And when you said it was it felt good, what felt what was the experience of feeling good? Was it less the um, like the tension on the out breath? Was that giving the mind a break from that kind of tension, or? Yeah, I got more calm, and then I could like uh, I could uh, take my attention to the breath, out breath, at least a few times. Mm-hmm. And I could like go back to the hearing sensations because I was starting to like get uh, tense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from okay. feeling the yeah. But overall, uh, it's a, it seems really hard to like be uh, just present with the physical sensations. Like I thought I've been present, but it's. I think there's uh, usually like now I'm gonna accept this now I'm gonna accept this and it's not really being just watching the sensations so it's yeah great <laughs> ဟိုလိုထွက်လိမ့်မှာတူတင်းတယ်လို့ပြောတယ်လေလေလေတိုင်းနာထွက်လေတိုင်းနာတင်းတယ်လို့ပြောလို့သူအလက်စစ်န
all the flowers, but it keeps on. There is this energy that keeps pulling, mm. like to towards. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's kind of interesting, and it happens in different settings. Like in this room, it would be immediately like the butterfly. It would keep kind of, you know, catching, catching attention. the attention. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I wonder if that's the energy of you know maybe loba. The is kind of this catching. Kind of feeling, mm. or attention. or is it just just attention? Just noticing. You're noticing. Attention Yeah, you're noticing the mind is looking there. The attention of the mind through the sense eye sense is going there. That's what you're noticing. Whether it's motivated by greed is another step that you can notice, but. You know, it can also just be a, like the mind just generally tends to be. Yeah, just generally tends to be directing its attention here and there. So um, he said, you can notice that it, that that energy. The that's the mm, yeah okay. attention of the mind. So it's only if I then say I want to get this flower and like take it, then maybe that's. Yeah, maybe they'll come later, or even mm. if you find yourself like, I don't know, more well. Seeing the attention is good. Seeing seeing that the attention is being directed. Yeah, so you're noticing how the mind is working, right? Like, and also noticing kind of the like the. The thinking, background thinking that drives like our decision, like little thoughts, you know, yeah. um, like coming up here, I was like, oh, I didn't want to go first, so I wanted to come a bit <laughs> earlier, <laughs> so I sit like further this way, so yeah. it's just, yeah, continuously um, mm. like background thinking that, mm. but seeing the connection that yeah. kind of. Um, but I do find, and maybe because the fact that I'm in a retreat setting, that's always kind of a little nag, kind of like, are you practicing? Like, you know, be aware, be aware, be aware. Um, <laughs> so then I actually then kind of have to tell myself, okay, just don't do anything. Um, but I notice awareness is there anyway. Mm. But there's constantly this doubt or this feeling that I have to like work harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so when you see the awareness, you don't have to worry. Then when you have a doubt, then work. Right? When you're not sure that the awareness is there, then work, he said. When you see it, then that's, you can just let it do its work. And then when you're not sure again, then make it sure. Mm -hmm. um, and at the moment, I'm just letting... Um, I'm just... Any objects that's most obvious at that moment. And I'm, mm. yeah, just letting it Boy, yeah, boy, yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, and the other thing I've been exploring for some time is um, there's kind of this 
like little sense of restlessness that kind of goes on quite regularly. Mm. Um, yeah, like just that kind of drives me from making a cup of tea and then I think if I have the tea then I'll be content, then I have the tea and and then I want to sit on the sofa and you know I sit there yeah so it's just this constant jumping um, moving from yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> you know then I'm sitting like someone else is sitting there I was, oh that looks quite nice you can look out to the view outside and then I will see someone on the hammock and oh that that is probably nicer on the hammock so I'm not necessarily following everything but it's just tracing um and I've been wondering what is, what is it? Is this just like, are we just not comfortable with the sensations behind this restlessness that's driving us to then keep on doing mm. actions yeah. to fulfill that gap? Mm -hmm. And also that's kind of also why I go into things like reading or distraction or going on Facebook or something like this. Mm. That's when... Mm. That that's kind of where I go to to mm. really distract, and also mm. it seems all awareness is gone when, mm. especially with using the phone yeah. or talking. So I wonder if I don't know. Is it a matter of practicing, like having more awareness when I am using the phone, or yeah? Restlessness to put a machine ละเพลิดตอกไล่มั้ยอยู่ไล่ปิดท้ายเนี่ยโซฟาบ่มาท้ายบ่กล้ามั้ยทีเนี่ยโซฟาบ่มาท้ายเนี่ยเสียอย่
The mind has a false sense of feeling settled when it gets what it wants, right? And then when it feels like there's something it needs, then it just yeah, keeps being restless, you know? <laughs> but the more we f- respond to the restlessness by, you know, doing its bidding, Sierra says, the more restlessness grows. There's some story of somebody who, was, who thought he would meditate and then he thought, oh, uh, maybe he shouldn't do it on the bed, he should go to the altar room, to the meditation room. So he sat there and he thought, no, it's not comfortable. He wants to do it lying down. He went to lie down and then he's like, no, he's falling asleep. He should go back to the altar room. He just goes back and forth. But he says, like, you can just just meditate, you know, just just know what's happening. Oh, one yogi gave her an account which was quite funny because she she saw how every it was a hot day and she was looking for somewhere she could just relax and be cool and she said every from the beginning like the first place she sat at she was like oh this is perfect so she always started with this is perfect and then then the mind would find the imperfection <laughs> and then she would then be like I think this other thing would work then she would go and she'd be like this is perfect then she would find the imperfection and she'd go to the next place and, and she drove herself nuts I think she moved like six times she just couldn't <laughs> he just couldn't okay, get yeah, so perfection doesn't exist, Siada yeah, says. So we just need to. Yeah, he said if if we just would allow that imperfection in, after a while we can just become okay with the way it is right there. Yeah. Mm. Perfectionism perfection can also perfectionism can also bring restlessness because perfectionism well it's a kind of greed because it never thinks what's happening is enough what it knows is enough and so there's this restlessness to always be better and that restlessness is not sort of useful that sort of motivation but is it more helpful to just observe this process of wanting perfection or rather yeah. than because sometimes there's things I can one could say like I can say to myself to remind myself to be content no, he or said just to observe. Be, yeah. Yeah, just observe. Don't don't explain it away. Okay. Because <laughs> yes, I can convince myself like yes, oh yes. this is good enough. No, no. Okay. Don't explain it away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only adjustment we want to make is in in the shift to become to becoming observant of this this what's happening, this restlessness. Shift to interest in in observing its behavior rather than uh, shift to to change restlessness. Yeah. So the, the shift is to observing to to getting in touch with it. Okay. Thank you.
Yes, um, I've been feeling uh, very creative, uh, alive and joyous. Mm. And there has been so much joy that uh, I feel like laughing all the time. But I I don't feel comfortable with laughing out loud here in this environment because people are so quiet and doing their inner work. And um, yesterday I was having these urges to laugh and I, I had to go for a walk. And then I went for a walk and laughed and walked <laughs> and laughed and walked. <laughs> That's so They know that you're laughing. Yes, yes it was a very interesting feeling to yes. be aware of the mm. laughing and of the shaking in yes. the body. <laughs> yeah, he said here it's like so like we're all tied up, <laughs> boxed up <laughs> to control. Oh. Yeah. Even though there's so much freedom, yeah. <laughs> But then I came to think that if it's uh, if there is too much identification with this joyful state of mind, mm. Sh- mm. is it like is there? T- uh, um, <laughs> I I don't know actually. <laughs> <He can't laughs> it tell feels you. good. Joy joy you need to observe to see whether you feel. Yeah, he says it's just like we get identified with sadness. When we are sad, we really feel like I am sad. I can't kind of separate myself from the sad. But you know, we can, in the same way, we can we can see whether we're identified with joy. You know, whether we we feel like I am, you know, the joyous person. So, or whether we see. Yeah. So you, if you if you like, think a little bit about it about when you feel more identified, then you can sort of see whether there's some identification or less identification. Right, yeah, like you, we more. I will mostly. I probably recognize identification when we are angry and sad. Right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. okay, and another thing. Yeah, but everybody is different, right? So just need to observe to know our, so whatever whatever we are experiencing in the mind, services remind ourselves, of course, that this is another nature of the mind. And what's that like? Um, as much as we can. And if we sense the identification, notice that. What does identification feel like? Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay, and then... Um a couple of uh, days back, I was having breakfast and uh, eating an apple. 
and a piece of apple got stuck between my teeth. And I felt really annoyed about it. And uh, straight away, I kind of wanted to take it out. Uh, but then I uh, wanted to stop around the sensation of irritation and explore it. And um, I found it really hard to... Uh, explore or somehow be aware of this uh, sensation um, when you know that you are able to take it out whenever you want. Yes. Uh, but, but then I came to think that if you have, like, if you compare that to some kind of emotion, uh, to grief, for, for example, yeah. so if, so you can't kind of like take, take it, it out. Yeah. Yeah. And so is it um, is it beneficial to train with that kind of things to in order to be able to uh, handle or somehow be uh, mindfully aware mm -hmm. of those things that are not uh, here yet? Yeah, or that you are not able to take away. Yeah, so, like so train with the things you can so that you can then train with the things that are harder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ลิจิอ่ะล่ะเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเน
when there's physical pain, the mind reacts, right? The mind reacts. It, it, uh, it feels uncomfortable. It feels like tight. And, um, and he says then not to watch the physical pain, but to watch that tightness in the mind, right? The, the, the mind that's kind of like resisting or trying to um, not feel the pain or whatever. Just watching that. And, um, and as we keep learning to watch the resistance in the mind, and of course, Siada always says, you know, we don't have to force ourselves to do this. So there's always an escape so the mind doesn't push itself too far. And then watching that, we begin to relax and we can actually start seeing what's happening as it is without the resistance in the mind. So that's what he means, right? Yeah, we can train the mind when it's easier. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I, I feel that at the moment I feel envy to her <laughs> because her feeling joy so it's okay joy is a nice thing yeah. but it's also that she's somehow doing better than me because mm. my mind is full of doubt and things which yeah. are difficult so I just mm -hmm. want to tell that I get got envy okay so I have two questions I the first thing is about anger. <laughs> I got very angry last night, and um, that's interesting. Well, first I had something I got to my mind, I'm worried about, maybe for good reason, maybe not. But later on, I just got so angry. I was angry at everything. The wind, the, the, the trees, the cat, the flowers, the people, everything. I was just angry. Yes. And I was angry. And I thought, okay, I'm angry. Hmm, yeah. I'm angry. But I kept on being angry. Yes. So I, I, I was quite a long time. Then, then, um, then there was this evening sitting. And somehow there when I was meditating. So yeah. it went off. Mm -hmm. But I want to ask about <laughs> these strong, strong feelings like anger or anxiety and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I I did try to see it. I did try not to hang on it, but it was so powerful. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> เนี่ยนี่เตียตัวไทม์มาเลยตัวตัวนี้ว่าเลยแต่ไม่รู้มีเพียงท่านเนี่ยชิมาบลูโลคุณอ่ะเปียวเลยไอ้งานดอลลา
So the first thing Seattle says is to change the view. You kept saying, I am angry, I'm angry. And that is definitely going to fuel anger because there's identification with the, with the, with that mind. So Seattle says the thing to do first is to switch the language, which sometimes helps to change, switch the view. That's to say to yourself, this is anger. This is anger. Anger is happening. This is the nature of anger. And then if the mind is able to do that, then observing the, this feeling of anger, not the story, you know, not the thoughts, but the feeling of anger, the feeling that occurs, and see how that feels. And if observing the, the emotion, observing it um, still like is inflammatory, you know, as you watch it, it, it's still, you still feel like the fire's growing, Seattle says, then use a neutral object. So then he says, you, you, you say, this is anger, and you put it aside, and you watch the breath, or watch yourself, watch your step, or watch your, the touching sensation, or, you know, just something very neutral, and just being aware of this and knowing the anger is there, but just aware, aware of something else continuously. Which is essentially what you did when you went to the meditation hall. Yes, you just went to something. Neutral. One thing that I realized that I started to walk very Fast. angry. Yes. And I, I enjoyed it, but yeah. maybe it was the wrong way to do it. <laughs> Classic Sarah said example of how you know when um when the you know when the mind is totally kind of consumed by that that mind, the unwholesome mind, then it colours everything with its color, you know, then everything is annoying. The job of anger is to be angry, Seattle says. So if you let anger fully into the mind, then that's all that will happen, is it will be angry. When you allow it completely in with the wrong view and all that, I am angry and all He said that's what it'll do, that's its job, that's nature. Okay, then I have another question. I have difficulties with the seeing and looking. Mm-hmm. This morning I went to the lake and there were these small animals hopping on there. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of them and they had the mating season. Mm. And I start to investigate their life, how they reacted, how they were hopping, how they meet each other and so on. So I was doing kind of study. I was... That I suppose that is not to be aware because I was so interested to see what happens mm. with those little animals. Mm. Yeah, that is, I, I suppose it's not, no, it's not to aware. Uh, so I shouldn't be studying the behavior of the animals, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. 
ตัวนี้เนี่ยมันเนี่ยพาเลยคือสารเราสติพาเลยอ่ะดิเจหัวเพี้ยนเนี่ยแหละเจสรอตัวเอ่อตัวจีราเมนาวตัวชูจีนา
sensations, body sensations when doing meditation. Uh, as we know, usually the sensations they come and go, mm. and there's opportunity to see that impermanent process. Mm. But my question is about some uh, some sensations which seems to be more stable, mm. like from month to month. Like I, I have, I have a certain mm, tension in my chest area, which more or less stays. I notice it very clearly, and I, I try to investigate it, but it's, it's not. I don't feel any, any big progress. So my question is, how to, how to, what is the skillful relationship to this kind of sensations? Mm. Yeah. You have a sensation of tension in your chest. Yeah, I, I feel. My instinct tells that it's it's not like health issue. It's more like something else, like something that I can't get grip on. It's yeah, it's not health issue. I'm still alive and happy, but sorry, but, sorry if I'm losing the plot. But this tension happens when you meditate. It's no. I'm just more aware it. of it when you meditate. Yeah, the sense is that it's always there, a contraction here. Oh, yeah. To, to ya ato and to body sensation in ya ichi re re ro to badi chamila sura yimba thama amye tena tena shi re ho to ya ato potential re bota me ho da chama ina masai thena re to kuku shi re bo. No, I don't believe. Yeah, but I know. There's no need to think of it specially or to like think that something has to happen to it differently. You know that it's present and he said it's just another object. It's meditation is not about fixing it. Do can I ask? Sometimes I would use this question for, for myself to discover the attitude is, do I like it or do I not like it? Mm. So with this sensation, do you like it? <laughs> well, no, or no, right. I don't like it so much because I can imagine yes. the life without it. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, because when you said the word, there's no progress with it, means you're watching it in order to change it. So then, you, if you can start to, if you can explore a little bit the resistance to, there's some some resistance to it, because with the mind without resistance, it's a new experience every moment. The mind says it's always here because I have a very similar. I called it a chronic knot, and I thought I always had it. So then, some teacher asked me, always, all the time, every moment of the day, and my mind would say, yes, always. And slowly I could see that every moment of sensation is new, right? But I couldn't see that because the resistance had an idea about this experience. And I always had this, then the concept in the mind, permanent, painful, me, right? And that would, that's those layers I would need to see, right? I had to see those, that aspect of this experience. And then you can see any experience is a good enough experience to grow our mind. It doesn't have to be gone. We could watch this 
energy, this, this not, whatever sensations, and you can learn everything you need to know about wanting, about aversion, about equanimity, about impermanence, right? But I always thought this had to go, then I'll be free, right? <laughs> Once this is gone, so then every time I sit down, I'm watching with this agenda. And I didn't know the agenda was what was making the suffering, not actually the pain or, you know, Mm. Like the mind took his pain. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. I think this was very helpful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. I I want to say a few words about my experience with uh, the awareness uh, these days uh, on the retreat. Uh, so. Uh, Uh, when I look in my mind and I see certain patterns of uh, some certain pattern of reactions that goes on and on and on, yeah. that is like I think some thought, most of some amusing thought, and then and there is a certain state. I'm aware of the thought and. Th it's, uh, and the awareness is, is colored in a certain way, and then another thought comes in and says, "Don't do that. Stop it." And uh, this is another feeling, in another uh, state of being, and then some other state of awareness or being jumps in. This is like sort of detached. Like, uh, like looking from above, That's, and that goes on and on and on. And uh, then I'm, I'm asking myself, and stop, where is this awareness? I, w I want to look at this awareness. It's, it's, it's always behind me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And. Uh, and then there were a couple of times on the retreat, I was sitting in the meditation hall and, uh, I, and I sort of went in a, into a sleepy state, but not, uh, not exactly sleepy state, but the state's very much like sleepy state. Mm -hmm. And uh, then uh, just for a moment, I, I went unconscious and then I come again to consciousness and then again I went unconscious and and when I, when I became conscious, <laughs> I, I look and, and I see uh, that awareness is present and sort of feeling that it was present when I was unconscious. Mm. So that's <laughs> what I want to see. <laughs> Something is wrong with me. <laughs> to uh, to say compassion, she did it. To eat taka taka pietal, to pianti line. What pianti line? Do you sick of pianti? Do you say it? Do you sick at the cruise? I got your rep or not? Do you love alone? Not sick at the line. 
ถ้าเปลี่ยวนะเอาเสียเวลาละเปลี่ยนเนี่ยนะเนาะถ้าเสียเนาะถ้าเสียก็ตีเลยนะเนาะเนาะเปลี่ยนเสียเนาะถ้
the uh, awareness is always present. It can always it can feel like you're very conscious of it, like you're conscious and awake to all experience. Um, and um, but he says you need to be clear yourself, whether it's just being alive or whether you're conscious that you're alive. Um, and if you're conscious that of your experience always, um, then just keep going. But I can't be conscious all the time mm. when, uh, yeah, when, when yeah, I sleep or things like that. But, no, but, but still, we react on subconscious. I, I think that, uh, that there is uh, some difference in terminology because uh, when we are talking about awareness, we are talking about uh, sati or we are talking about, I forgot the Indian word, uh, the Pali word, but it's, it's uh, the fifth uh, uh, scan. Vinyana? Vinyana. Vinyana. Yeah. Vinyana. Vinyana is knowing, consciousness. Okay, we're talking about, okay, now terminology is getting, because I'm using the English word conscious, okay. Yeah, no, we're talking about sati. Remembering. Conscious awareness, but yeah. But uh, our, our life... Uh, we are not usually aware that we are going through our lives, we go through it, but we're not always consciously aware that we are going through. So do you ever get, so for example, do you ever get lost in thought? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So what happens when you come out of being lost and the awareness, you feel like, oh, now I know what's been, ha now I know. Yeah. I what is that difference? So that's, then we can start to recognize the quality. Yeah. I, f I feel it right. very strongly, yeah. but body wise, I feel it very strongly when I come out of my being lost in thought, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, of me being lost in thought. Uh, but uh, I'm, but, but we are not all the time conscious. Yes. So what what is the purpose to, to, to in this case to, we would say this so then in the, the terminology in the Dhamma is consciousness is happening. As long as the the conditions are there for consciousness to be arising, light and the working eye door, working faculties, then Consciousness yeah. is happening. Seeing is happening. Hearing is happening. So for most people, if they don't train in any awareness, they still have their experiences. They're seeing, hearing, smelling, body experiences. Do they know in the moment that they are seeing and hearing and having body awareness? Unless awareness is there, they're just having experiences. And this is how we live our life. Ordinary mind. We all have this all the time. It's not really that different than being lost in the trance of our stories or the trance of our life. When awareness is there, it's very clear. It's a very particular quality. It knows in the present moment what is happening. So this is why we can use those times when awareness isn't there, lost in a thought or just caught in our stories. And awareness comes. What does that feel like? That's that sati. We were already seeing and hearing and mental activity we all, all that was already happening but we weren't aware that they were happening as they were happening that's what awareness does so the so using that contrast when the awareness comes back can be a great place just to identify oh this is that feeling or that quality of living with awareness in the in the present moment 
right? So rather than getting disappointed when the mind loses it, every time we've lost and come back, that strengthens the understanding. What is awareness? What does it feel like? What's the difference? And this is when people really get interested in keeping the awareness because usually there's a sense of brightness. I mean, this is the nature of awareness. It feels clear, it's beneficial, it knows, it isn't lost, right? Consciousness, that's, if conditions are there, consciousness is happening. So this is why everyone, you know, we walk into the city, everyone's got their conscious experiences. Are you aware, if you were to ask? And then, you know, usually, probably not. Okay. Something. Just good enough. Your mind's not cooperating. Yes. Yeah, no, yes. but also, right. yeah, no, I'm glad you spoke up because there's no way that that would have, you know. Yeah. yeah. This is exactly what needs to be explained. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Um, just, um, just, uh, yeah, I've been thinking a little bit about delusion and um, how uh, I can explain this. Uh, like, uh, I guess it's a kind of awareness, awareness when you snap out of the kind of delusion. Um, uh, and um, yeah, but then uh, so, for instance, like it's like almost like living like a, in a parallel uh, universe, like having like your mind and your ideas, uh, and then you realize when something is um, uh, when you kind of comparing that you are in this kind of. A delusion reality like for instance when you're feeling uh, something painful and then you realize okay well it's because I'm comparing it to what I expected this to be like and then sort of um, uh, so then what what I'm wondering is like what is the kind of uh, maybe it's a bit too philosophical but what what is the function then of, of, of being in this like deluded state because that's like, I guess where you are most of the time if you're not meditating moha baatwale moha baatwale baatwale sika miya moha rema moha tenma what is the function of the deluded state moha baatwale is this no so when we come to the entire Buddhist cosmology, so the deluded state is or delusion's design is to keep us um, in samsara. Mm. That's what delusion does. You know, delusion hides the truth of reality, right? Of 
the, the reality of um, our the reality of the mind and body it it it, it, it covers it um, so that greed and aversion can work and and greed keeps us anchored in samsara greed keeps us greed wants us to stay in samsara delusion enables it by not revealing the truth yeah and even having revealed the truth even when delusion you know can be pushed aside you know greed is quite strong it will keep us anchored in the in existence so it's designed to keep us existing to keep this mind body consciousness this stream existed because mm. yes I was trying to interp- interpret it it's like when you're uh, feeling like you're aware then you're feeling like oh this is nature this is as it should be nothing is particularly wrong here or it just is what it is mm. uh, but then when you when you see like uh, I guess that's what you mean by nature uh, that's my interpretation anyway uh, and then when I see, okay, so this is like delusion, then I wonder, like, what is what? Then, then what is that? It's not nature. Oh. Do you know? There's no delusion itself mm. is nature. Is it? Mm. Yes, delusion mm. itself is nature, and you can't see mm. that nature. I I feel, sorry, I feel particularly unable to like. Um, I don't know, put it through the windmill of my mind and, mm. and can you help please? I just, I don't know. I, I can't... Um, because sometimes when you all say things, I have to interpret it in a way that will, not in the words you say, but in a way that will get the answer from Seattle. Uh-huh. And right now, I can't mm-hmm. do it. I, my, my brain just can't do it. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, maybe it's not important, it's more philosophical, but still I get stuck there. You could say, so I'll just say a couple words. And so delusion, delusion, in saying that it's nature, we we are saying that delusion also um, is a process. So it has its own causes and conditions, and it's part of what is here. Delusion arises in our minds. So it's part of nature. So we can say it's not self. It is a habit of mind. Every mind will have delusion. Every mind will have greed. Every mind will have aversion. And then where everything that that also branches into. Anxieties and worries, doubts, fears. Um, when we ask philosophically what is the role of delusion, this is where, you know, why, why would delusion be present? Well, because it has causes. Mm. And I don't know if it was, I don't know who it was, maybe inside all, someone said that the defilements, they're very good in a way for survival, but they're not very well equipped for awakening, for freeing our minds from suffering. Mm. So we look of how is it that we've survived, a lot of times it's through greed, aversion, and delusion, and other mechanisms as well, some of them skillful. Mm-hmm. But for the purpose of, of insight, for the path of freeing the mind from suffering, there are these qualities, which are non-delusion, non-greed, non-aversion. Those qualities, the Buddha pointed out, when those are well-developed, well-established, we can see the way things are. Right? And seeing the way things are, the mind gains more freedom. Right? So that's why those qualities are developed, and we need to see 
what delusion does in order to be free of it. Right? But delusion covers so many things and creates stories about life. Mm. So we need, to, we need to, to have a lot of seeing again and again of how much delusion comes into our moment-to-moment experience. But we also want to see that that too is a habit of mind. So not to personalize it and blame ourselves for being deluded. So that's, when we say it's nature, it's to counter the wrong view or the tendency to, to make it about me. And then we take it me, then we get reactive to it and all the other reactions that come. Okay, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, about my experiences during the retreat, uh, <clears throat> maybe the the most prominent has been some kind of feel fe- feeling of fear, being able to be aware of the fear. <laughs> Because it's, but I don't know. It's from from the point of view of awareness. It's sim- very simple. There is fear. Fear is happening, but then this process that has led to this awareness has something to do with meditation itself. So I don't know if it's awareness or if it's concentration or what has brought this fear up mm. but now I can be aware of it and, and, and observe it and then it usually fades away it's a combination of factors. It is your established practice, as well as the awareness that's now present, as well as right attitude, right view. And the combination of that, when you use that to be aware of something unwholesome, the unwholesome fades away. So it's always, um, you always require a set of conditions for a certain result. And for this result, one of the most important conditions is right right view. Did you also say that you're concerned that maybe the meditation itself is bringing the fear up? Like that that's also part of the cause of the fear you're wondering? Did I hear you say that? Well, in a way, it's, it, it, it has enabled it to surface because it has been, the fear has probably been there all, okay. all along, but now this meditation has somehow um, opened up something, blockages or something, and this fear can now surface. Okay, okay. Or something like that. But I'm just, well... But from the point of view of awareness, it's it's very simple. But mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what are what like, like you said. It's okay. Many many com- <coughs> many things have have to come together. Yes. So, but that this, this is just an observation about about what has happening. But then about this, <coughs> there is this talk about wholesome state and unwholesome states. Mm. 
and then there is awareness is um, and there is <coughs> awareness can aware, awareness alone develops wholesome states but there is also the possibility that i'm aware like that i am angry i feel anger towards somebody and when i'm aware of that then i make a decision to start to cultivate metta towards that person and then i'm aware of course that i am cultivating metta towards that person but <clears throat> but i mean on uh, in this approach is it just awareness that is recommended or is it also recommended to uh, actively cultivate wholesome states ตัวสิเตียปวาปิดาผิดมะลามะหอยเนี่ยอุปมาตูดอดาสิกุตูติโลยะเรเนี่ยติโลยะเรดังนั้นดอดาสิกุติเรสุยเนี่ยไอ้
Okay, maybe I've had the question to myself a little bit like, how is this being here different from my life uh, before and after the retreat? I'm not seeing so clearly the difference. Mm. Do you practice at home? Uh, yes, I. Oh. says if we are practicing all the time, then it doesn't matter where we are. All the same. Except I notice that people are a lot slower and. Yeah, but Sero says, do we walk slowly at home? Yeah. Uh, oh. So, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he doesn't ask us to walk slowly so that we can do the, be aware of the same way when we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he used to work, he had to carry boxes, you know, um, and stuff, and he had to be aware of all that, so... What was that? I'm debating something in my mind. <laughs> because when I'm not sharp enough, they slow down to be away. Mm. Right? All right. Okay. Because the mind is already fast, right? Mm. Mind is faster than body action. So if your awareness becomes sharp, you can aware every part of body, whatever body do, awareness can see if your awareness is very sharp. Okay. If your awareness is very weak, they need to slow down and try to aware this awareness. That's why people are slow down and they start to meditate. Mm -hmm. right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I don't have questions either, but it took a couple of days to settle down and I think I discovered a new word and that is relax. relax. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing my meditation more or less intense. Mm, you know, I'm here look at intense. But I. Yeah. I think I focus too hard mm. to create something or to push. Mm. But in these few days. I when I discovered just be relaxed and it's been much more easier to just be to doing a formal sitting or walking meditation mm -hmm. and what's what what's rise 
to my mind. And mm, just because this cover in, in my med meditation <laughs> life, <laughs> I think. Because, say it again. It was Biggest discovery. discover, yeah. Yeah, biggest discovery. Mm. Yeah, biggest yeah. discovery. Yeah. Very That's important. That's why he said he's very happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Something about the intentions you said at the end. What did you say? I pick a pun. Right at the end, you said something about. I heard some. No, never mind. Okay. Yes. While he was saying that he was very happy to hear that about your discovery, you was finishing yeah, your sentence. Yeah, I saw many yogi. Many yogis, they start to meditate, they use a lot of energy. They come to meditate, and that's why I start to come the yogi in the center first, then I back up. Don't hurry, no hurry to meditate. Stop and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> because they come and do something, come to get something, come to do something, so use a lot of effort, a lot of energy. That makes the mind become very tense. A lot of tension comes. I saw many yogis like this, so that's why I said, just first, they come, yogi come to the practice, they need to learn how to be aware, relaxed with it. That's why I need to explain a lot. In discussion, now you learn from the discussion and listening the idea, and slowly the mind notice. They apply from the experience, practicing. So the mind slowly understand how to relax. Yeah. I'm still learning. <laughs> And my biggest problem is uh, how to to get back to home and yeah. continue my practicing. Yes. Hmm. Or just practice here to learn how to practice every moment, every object. So you need a lot of experience. So that's why we need to practice the whole day here. Morning, wake up, under sleep time, any posture, any time, try to maintain the awareness, become habit. Moment to moment, moment to moment, and habit becomes second nature, right? Make the habit become nature. So then you can practice in the, in the home easier. And also seeing how to practice healing, how to practice smell, taste, body sensation, how to aware the mind. So you need to learn here. Then, after that, in Google, nobody teach you. <laughs> you need to wear everything calm, right? So now you need more practice. Right? right. So. Thank you.